Welcome to Advanced Material Solutions, the podcast for material engineers and designers. I'm your host, Candice Rulo, Messaging and Content Development Manager for DSM Engineering Materials. Today, Lee Ott, founder of Pufferfish, joins us to discuss his startup and the reason he chose Aquilon Repurpose for most of the sand sculpting tools his startup makes. Hi, Lee, and thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Candice. Can you explain how you were inspired to start Pufferfish and also exactly what the company makes? Sure. I'll start in reverse. So what the company makes, Pufferfish is making really awesome tools for building sandcastles. Not uh, little toddler toys, but more like tools like you'd find in the garden or the workshop, but designed for you to have like epic fun building crazy stuff at the beach. And the idea was inspired. I'm a dad and I've got uh, three kids. I got twin boys and a daughter who's a year and a half younger. And about two years ago, we were at the beach uh, on a family vacation. And I was super excited to build sandcastles with my kids. I grew up on the East Coast going to like Myrtle Beach and sometimes down to the Gulf, down to like Gulf Shores, Alabama. And I always grew up building sandcastles on vacation. And so we were in Hawaii and I thought, oh, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to build sandcastles with my kids. Right. And um, it sucked. Like it was <laughs> kind of a miserable experience. It's um, too bad. We, well, you know, we got the toys that were at the resort and they were basically people's leftovers that, and they were all broken. So then I went to the mm. store to buy something new and everything at the store is like the new version of the stuff people had left behind. And it was all super flimsy. So we got some and... I think five minutes into making our first sandcastle, it had all broken in half. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So we spent the entire vacation using Mm -hmm. like with our hands kind of wrapped around the top half of a little kid's toy shovel trying to make something. And it was just kind of awful. So I'm a product guy at heart. Like I spent my whole career building products in Silicon Valley, like software products like Skype and Yahoo and Palm and some startups. So I was like, well, I I like making products. Sure. I was like, and I like buying nice products. I was like, well, there must be a nice version of this. So I'll just go get the nice one. Um, Right. Maybe it's at REI or something. How did that go? Very poorly. Like it turned (laughs) out like, you know, I did Amazon search after Amazon search. I liked looking all the corners. I was like, there was nothing nice. It was like the entire category had been designed for two-year-olds. Okay. Um, And I was like, well, I want to play with it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, So that's how it started. So I was like, I got to go figure out a way to make something better for myself. And so uh, we started out and actually, I did some research that summer, I put it in the hobby category at that point. So I was like, well, you know, there are professional sand sculptors out Mm -hmm. there. There are. They built some amazing stuff. And I'm not that. I just like to make stuff. I'm not like, Mm -hmm. I'm not a sculptor. You're not a professional. (laughs) No, not by a long shot. I think my kids are better at it than I am, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. So I looked at what the pros did and- they use a totally different approach than like what, I mean, they don't stick sand in a bucket and flip it upside down. They do something totally different. And then they use a really wide range of stuff that they kind of pull from like the garden and the workshop and the kitchen and all kinds of places. And so I tried all that and it wasn't particularly, I got in a lot of trouble actually, every time I tried to take like a garden shovel and an entire trunk full of stuff with my family to Santa Cruz to go play at the mm. beach. <laughs> so, okay. I, so it really, what they do works, but it's pretty not consumer friendly. Right. Um, it's not, not convenient very, either. Oh, it's super. I mean, yeah, you can't take a five foot garden shovel to Hawaii on an airplane. That's for sure. No. And it's not very family friendly when you're, you know, you're supposed to be carrying all the other stuff to the beach that the family, sure. you know, the, yep. the cooler and the kids' mm-hmm. toys and the kids' beach towels. Yeah, mm-hmm. towels and some, all this, you know, so I can't have an entire trunk full of like 
giant equipment to go building right. stuff. And I was anyway, but that's what the pros did. And I, I was like, well, I like building products and I wonder if there's a way to make this easier and to kind of really boil it down to the essence of like what the pros are doing, but and then make it consumer friendly and by the way, make it travelable. And so that's kind of where the idea started. Very just, good. That's the question. Yeah. And so actually <laughs> I'll just tell you one more story. So I did all that that summer. I kind of screwed around and figured stuff out. And then I stopped. Right. I just put it away because I kind of figured out, I thought, oh, this is probably good. And I just didn't do anything more on it because it was winter. And so- Oh, okay. And then like that next spring, mm-hmm. our family went back to Hawaii. We love Hawaii. And uh, we were, I think, at Waikiki. And um, I happened to take it all with me. And I was like, I just threw it in a bag. I was like, whatever, I'll just give it a try. I wasn't expecting much out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was awesome. Like- we spent like the kids at that point now are like nine, nine and eight. And so we okay. spent maybe two hours, three or four different mm-hmm. days at the beach building these epic sandcastles. Nice. It was awesome. And my wife was like some of those days she was off like doing yoga or whatever. And so when she mm-hmm. came back, she's like, wow. So, you know, she got some great, great family photos too. Awesome. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And the kids will always remember that. Yeah. Well, you know, and then of course, you know, I post it to Facebook. So Facebook will keep reminding me of it every year, which is great. So, I mean, it was really, I came back, I was like, that was amazing. I mean, I'm not a pro. That was super Mm -hmm. easy, fun. Like there must be other dads and families who are going to enjoy doing this. And moms. So there you go. That's how Parfait Fish got started. Very cool. So now- I'm wondering, why did you name the company Pufferfish? There has to be a backstory to that. Oh, man, there's a long backstory here. I'll give you the short version. But we didn't start out as Pufferfish. We started out as a really cool Hawaiian word that means Oh, okay. And I liked the word, but it was very hard to pronounce. Mm. And I'm not from Hawaii. And, you know, we really wrestled with it. And finally, you know, I ended up talking to a woman who teaches Hawaiian language at the University Mm -hmm. of Hawaii. And I finally concluded that it really was not... It was just not cool for us to use the Hawaiian okay, word, right? Having not being Hawaiian, sure. And so we went on a big search to find out what would really represent the brand, and so we landed on pufferfish. And of course, we wanted ocean themed, and pufferfish like resonated instantly. It's such a cute. If you've ever seen a picture of a pufferfish, they're yes, like, they have. They're really cute. They're so cute. Like they're always smiling, right? Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's perfect. The clincher was when we discovered that pufferfish make sandcastles on the bottom of the ocean floor. And oh, that's perfect. Yeah, like they make these. In fact, if you haven't seen it, we've got a clip on our website and it's like they make these huge mandalas, like these giant intricate patterns and they do it for like a week. The male fish makes this crazy shape by shimming his body in the sand for like a week because the sand keeps moving. So he's got to keep making the shape to hold it in place. And that's how the male attracts the female to come lay their eggs. Okay. Yeah. So we were like, well, that's pretty awesome. There's a dad that is awesome. <laughs> making a sand council for his kids. So yeah. perfect. Yeah. That is the perfect name. Yeah. There you go. That's why, why Pufferfish. And of course, it's also a name, of course, that every kid and every adult, everybody knows what the Pufferfish is and they think it's right. cute. So perfect. Very cool. I believe that the company has a set of values. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. So, you know, we've got basically three things that we are passionate about. Uh, the first is we love creating products and we love creating sandcastles. So we love creating in general. So our first value is really about being creative. Mm-hmm. And our hope is that, uh, and our goal is that other people get to enjoy creating something awesome and having fun doing so at the beach. Building sandcastles can be very rewarding. 
it's by definition temporary. So it's purely for the fun of creation. Right. Um, And so we put that same fun into the creating of the products themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, our goal is that you get to enjoy creating stuff. We're really passionate about that. And like even on our Instagram feed, when people tag us with stuff they've made, we like to feature it. We love showing off what people make. That's really what we enjoy. Our second value is we just call it awesome, but what we're really talking about is awesome products. Everybody that works on the pufferfish come from a background of building great consumer products and consumer Mm -hmm. brands. We wanted something that was going to be like an over-the-top, awesome experience. Like that the tools, like the opposite of the kid toddler toys, right? You know, that are small, flimsy, Mm -hmm. kind of not even sure what you're supposed to do with the ones that aren't the bucket and the shovel. Like we wanted to make stuff that was just really awesome and that you'd be like, when you pulled it out, you're like, whoa, this is really nice. Oh, this feels really good in mm-hmm. my hand. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be able to make something awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We put an incredible amount of attention to detail into our products. And I won't even get into all, all of it, although we can. But we really sweat everything about all the little components and elements because we want you to feel excited every time you pull it out to go play. Our last value is about being great for the planet. In particular, great for the oceans. You know, there's a lot of great data on this, but there is a lot of trash in the ocean. And there is. There's like a, so much. You know, the, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch mm-hmm. is, you know, it basically is almost the size of Texas all the way to California. I mean, it's just phenomenally huge patch of garbage. And, and, you know, we love the beach and you can't have a beach without an ocean. And it's like no fun to play at exactly. a beach if it's like right. we've got trash washing up. So we really started out wanting to make a company that was making products that are great for the planet and using our economic weight. Mm-hmm. It's small now, but it'll get bigger, but using everything we have to try to help make the oceans and the planet healthier. So uh, we really go out of our way to make products that are friendly for the environment and great for the ocean. That's awesome. So um, the material that you use is DSM's Echelon Repurpose. Yep. Besides it being a recycled material, from plastic in the ocean, or I should say ghost fishing nets, because most of those are made out of plastic. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit to our listeners why that product was a perfect fit? Absolutely. We were so excited to find Acalon Repurpose because it fit the bill for what we needed to do perfectly. And we did a lot of work to research and explore materials uh, to figure it out. I mean, one of the things you have to keep in mind is that the beach, we all think of the beach as a fun place and a relaxing place. But from a material standpoint, it's one of the most difficult places to build a product for because the sand is incredibly abrasive Mm -hmm. and the salt water is incredibly corrosive. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's out in the sun all day, which bleaches everything. So literally it's maybe one of the most abusive like environments you should build a product for. And on top of that, we wanted to build tools, not toys. So we were like wanting something that sort of had really great structural elements, not simply oh, it's a recycled water bottle or something or a recycled milk jug. And there are some great materials like that. And so we, we did a lot of work to find Acalon, actually. We talked to you know a bunch of really big, well-known companies and try to figure out what they were doing in the space and talked to a bunch of folks. And first of all, getting great, high-quality recycled material is a challenge all by itself. And so when, when we talked to DSM, who's got, obviously, makes a lot of plastic at super high quality, and they were sourcing this product, you know, from fishing nets. And so like, by the way, back to the the great Pacific garbage patch, like 46% of that garbage patch is fishing nets. Mm -hmm. Like, 
unbelievable. And those, those ghost, yeah, those ghost nets that so mean much. they trap. It's terrible. The video that you can watch on it's kind of amazing. In fact, there's a, a nonprofit called the Ocean Voyages Institute that if you haven't seen them, you should go check them out. They've got some video clips because they do some ocean cleanup work. And the video clips of them pulling fishing nets out of the ocean are just mind-blowing, just how much <laughs> there there is. And so we really wanted to find a plastic that would be structural, like super strong. We wanted to find a plastic that was definitely recycled and preferably one that was recycled out of the ocean, as opposed to like, you know, just, you know, recycled at a water bottle factory, some, you know, somewhere right. in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And so Acalon fit all those bills perfectly. And the resulting product, incredible, like the, our Super Scoop, which is made of the Acalon, you can break most sand toys, like between two fingers. You can just kind of fold them. Right. Around. They're very uh, flimsy. They're terrible. You know, go to the dollar store and buy one and then you'll, and just try it. You'll see. And like, right. I can't bend the super scoop we made out of the Acalon at all. It's virtually indestructible. It puts a grin on my face every time, every single time I pull it out. And so that's why the material is so important. We needed a material that would do that with our design to end up, you know, with a superlative over the top, awesome product that was great for the planet so that you can go create stuff. So there you go. I got all three of our values in. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I felt the pat on the back. Very impressive too. Yeah. So, we, I mean, Acalon, we're really excited about the material and we have some future products that we are planning. I won't go into all those right now, but we have future products in the works that will also be using Acalon as well. We're really excited about what Very it lets nice. us do. Yep. So can you um, also talk a little bit about the experience partnering with DSM? Um, yeah. How has that been? It's been great. You know, we've got a couple of great partners at DSM who are sort of help us out navigating the DSM world. And they've been amazing. One of the things that like, we're a startup, we're right. small, yep. we're not a huge industrial <laughs> company. Right. Um, that's a place where a lot of times a big company will have a hiccup and not be able to know how to deal with it. And DSM has been great. Like they've really helped us work around some of the challenges you might normally run to. They've helped us get the plastic into the country where we're molding. I mean, really they've gone out of their way and over the top to make sure that we could make the product we're making. And so like super easy to work with and super helpful. And uh, we're really excited to be partnering with DSM going forward. Very good to hear. So if um, any of our listeners want to learn more about Pufferfish or look up your products, where can they go? Yeah, well, you can go search for us on Kickstarter. You can search for Pufferfish on Kickstarter. We'll be live there for another few weeks. Or of course, you can go to our website, pufferfish.fun. That's F-U-N. So uh, pretty easy. Just type pufferfish.fun into a browser and you'll see us. I want to thank Lee for joining us today and discussing Pufferfish, Sand Tools, and Acalon Repurposed. And I want to thank you all for listening. Unfortunately, this is all the time we have today. For more information about DSM products or to listen to the podcast, Acalon Repurposed, Episode 1, Recycle-Based Polyamide Contributes to a Cleaner Ocean and Sustainable Livelihoods, please visit www.dsm.com slash engineering materials and click on the Insights tab to access all of our podcasts.